Welcome to Two Pillars Podcast, motivation for the mind and spirit, drawing frequent reference from the Bible. Receive bite-sized, digestible, motivational insights and tools to renew your spirit and nourish a strong mindset. And now your host, author, blogger, and leader, Elita Torres. Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Pillars Podcast. I do have a favor to ask you. I wanted to know your opinion on the intro. So either I just put, I've been debating just putting music. Maybe I'll test some new intros and then just go straight into the podcast. Let me know uh, in the comments what you, how you feel about the intro. I'm also going to take a pause in the Fate series. So we're halfway through the Fate series. We have another three episodes to go. Uh, But I did want to do maybe one or two uh, different type of episodes for for the mind so remember this podcast covers the spirit and the mind and today I'd like to start with a lesson gratitude that became viral so we are in the Lenten season and what better way to prepare for Easter than to shift our mindset into a mindset of gratitude I always said uh, that it's made a huge difference in my life and I hope to inspire you to develop a gratitude habit. I grew up in a negative environment. Now it might sound like a complaint, but I don't mean it to be. I did not have a bad childhood. I'm not even uh, beginning to to try to communicate that. But I did grow up surrounded by two loving parents and five siblings. Love was definitely all around me. I love my mom and dad a lot. But I grew up where parenting was about discipline and about molding behavior through guilt and fear. My mom taught me a religion that was about fear uh, and it was about avoiding hell instead of what I now know it to be about grace and love. I am not pinpointing anyone. It was a parenting style learned throughout many generations. It was what I... I believe at that time my mom thought was the best parenting way. Stories tended to be about what to avoid, fear of reputation sullied, and my environment outside my immediate family was also very negative. What it did was develop a feeling of insecurity and often periods of sadness. When I learned the power of gratitude, my world changed. I began to see possibility instead of obstacles. Gratitude is where it all started on my mindset journey. Merriam-Webster defines gratitude as the state of being grateful. Pretty simple, basic, a state of thankfulness. Some synonyms are appreciation, gratefulness, thankfulness, and thanks. According to Harvard Health Publishing, in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. In fact, I noticed the biggest difference between a negative mindset and a positive mindset is the frequency and intentionality of focusing on what they are grateful for. Psychology Today wrote, Gratitude is perhaps the most important key to finding success and happiness in the modern day. Let me read that again. 
Gratitude is perhaps the most important key to finding success and happiness in the modern way, in the modern day. Paying attention to what we feel grateful for puts us in a positive frame of mind. I mentioned earlier that it's made a positive difference in my life. I actually call it to my sons, I call it my superpower. It's a superpower that anyone, anyone can learn to develop. But why, if it's so powerful, doesn't everyone just practice it? Because having a grateful mindset is hard. By default, the times you feel most grateful are the times you are giving something you want, you are given something you want. It becomes almost automatic. Gratitude by default is the emotional state of receiving. So we're not in a state of conscious, we're not in a state of awareness of receiving. It can be difficult to acknowledge what we have. We just stop paying attention to what we have and instead of focus on what we don't have, which is a lot easier to do, especially with the constant beratement of of negative media or of commercials giving you the desire to want what you don't have or social media of people um, sharing a lifestyle that maybe you you desire we put our attention on what is what we have but also what we don't have the money in our bank the lack of followers the pass up on that promotion if untrained it becomes easy to see the gap between what we want the vision and what we have the reality is you are waiting for all the things you want in life for that receiving state in order to feel gratitude. If you're doing that, you're living your life conditionally, conditionally on your circumstances to change. When I get X, I will be happy, grateful. That's backwards. I want you to shift your mindset to the reverse. You are taking control away from you. Nothing changes until you change first. Challenge yourself to find ways to be grateful. The more you practice this, the easier it will become. What gratitude is a superpower is that it works very much like a magnet. The more grateful you are, the more things you will find to be grateful for. And I found this to be true so often. I wanted to share a blog post that I wrote a few years back on my leadgrowdevelop.com blog. It was written during a very difficult period in retail where sales were tough during a very important month. I could say the same about this year for sure with with COVID and all the closures and reopenings and closures and reopenings and people not working from home, not wanting as, as, as as many work clothes. But I was inspired to write this post at that time due to how the vice president decided to react to the sales tough period. So here is my blog post written in my website. I wanted to share a message that was sent out last Friday morning at work. I would have shared earlier, but my website was hacked and locked out. Our vice president sent out an email to all district managers and directors of operations. The title was a challenge from me to you. I must admit that I automatically thought it would be a sales challenge. After all, it is December and I work in retail. What came out of that email was a lesson in gratitude that became viral. Instead, it was a surprising Friday challenge. 
He challenged us to send one note of appreciation to someone in the company whom we appreciate. An email of two lines or more that should take us no more than five minutes. Here is an ex excerpt from the email. People all around us are doing nothing but remarkable things that make a difference. Let's call them out on it. It is important in the chaos of it all, we take pause and be thankful for people around us. Of course, I accepted the challenge and took my five minutes to recognize a few people who I thought were making a difference, including, of course, my team. What was the end, re what was the end result? Those simple five minutes of recognition and appreciation became a lesson in gratitude that went viral. Throughout the day, I received emails and calls thanking me for taking the time to recognize their hard work. My team, in turn, took the time to recognize those they thought made a difference to them. It created a positive, powerful and positive motivation for the team and injected much-needed inspiration during a crazy month in retail. One person's simple idea ended up inspiring so many others in the organization. In a time where we can easily get lost in the focus for results, we need to remember what really is important. It is people who make the difference. And then I added a quote from Ralph Marston. Make it a habit to tell people thank you, to express your appreciation sincerely and without the expectation of anything in return. Truly appreciate those around you and you'll soon find many others around you. Truly appreciate life and you'll find that you have more of it. Who can you recognize today? So that was just um, a small portion of the blog post that I, that I wrote. It was part of my uh, five-minute motivation series. But to return to gratitude, some of the advantage of developing a grateful mindset is one, Really, it changes the, what you're focusing on. It changes where you're putting your focus. Also, it's really hard to feel bad when you're feeling grateful. Here are some quotes on gratitude that I absolutely love. The first one comes from Oprah Winfrey. Be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never ever have enough. That is so true. If you're thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. If you put your, your focus on things that you are grateful for, you will find more reasons to be grateful. Eckhart Tolle says, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. So not wishing for what you don't have, but acknowledging what you already have. One more from Melody Beattie. Gratitude turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion into clarity. It makes sense of, the, of our past, brings peace for today and creates a vision for tomorrow. The reality is our days rarely go as planned, rarely go as planned. But I have learned that where you put your energy, your focus, it'll grow. If you put it on what you don't have, on your problems, 
you tend to attract more problems. If you focus on strengthening your gratitude magnet, you will find yourself expressing and feeling gratitude more often. Little exercise for you uh, right now. Where would you rate yourself on the gratitude scale from one to four? So one, you operate your life with no appreciation. You tend to default to negative. Two, you have begun to be conscious of what you are grateful for. Maybe have a gratitude journal that you have begun the habit of writing things done down. So you don't have to have that gratitude journal, but you started becoming more conscious of, of, of what you're grateful for. You model kind of what 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Another way to look at this is a change in one word has been a game changer for me. So if you're sitting in, when I sit in level two and I switched one simple word in a sentence, it shifted where my mind went and thought of situations. Instead of I have to, I try to change it to I get to. When I don't want to go to work, and I used to say I have to go to work tomorrow, now I try to change it to I get to go to work tomorrow. Recognizing that there are millions of people today struggling to find a job or struggling with health that prevent them from, from having a stable job. Not I have to clean the house, but I get to clean a house, recognizing that I have shelter where others don't. During those days that I don't feel like working out, I get to work out. My younger brother has MS and uses a walker to get around. I know he would love to be able to do my workouts. So those days that I don't feel like working out, I think of him and that gets me, that definitely gets me up and going. The difference between I get to instead of I have to really puts yourself into perspective. So that is kind of where you can stand if you if, where you sit in your in your mindset if you rated yourself a two on four what about a three what does a rating of three look like you not only feel grateful for what you have but express gratitude for what you know is coming you are re- you are already thanking god for the fruits to come so it's not about thank you for this thank you i got this but thank you for stuff you don't even have yet. Some call this visual, visualization or manifestation. I call it a fruit of faith. The greatest teacher of this level is Jesus. He definitely was the best example of being grateful to God for something you have yet to receive. Not easy to do because you have to put your heart and your mind in that belief that you will get it even though it's not in your hand. One Bible verse shows this exact example of Jesus being grateful for something he has yet to receive. John chapter 11 verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. This was when he was facing the tomb of his friend Lazarus, who had been dead for three days. And 
he started off with being grateful and thanking the Lord. The fourth one, which is, is a hard one to master, I don't profess to being anywhere close to being in this level. It's about being grateful for the hard times, the suffering. You recognize that the breakdown usually happens before the breakthrough. You recognize the opportunity for a lesson that will make you grow stronger. An example that I can give you is Thomas Edison. When a reporter questioned Thomas Edison about his light bulb invention, how did it feel to fail a thousand times? Edison replied, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb was an invention with a thousand steps. Great success is built on failure, frustration, even catastrophe. So when he, he didn't see it as a thousand failed tries, he saw it as a thousand steps towards that success. One great example of exhibiting the highest level of gratitude is Paul, one of the writers of the New Testament books. He is one of the leaders of the first generation of Christians, often considered to be one of the most important people after Jesus in the history of Christianity. Paul experienced many things that could have made him bitter. More than once he was beaten or stoned, he was shipwrecked, and even had some was dealing with a health issue. When he wrote Philippians, he was in prison, preaching the gospel. Still, Paul wrote that he was grateful. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 4, he writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And again, verse 6 to 7 from chapter 4, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. While in prison, he wrote many letters to different churches and new members of the Christian faith. He always started off first by giving thanks to God and for the many things he was grateful for. He wrote about being grateful for the work of faith, for their labor of love, for their steadfast hope in the Lord Jesus, in the presence of God our Father. He was grateful that they received the word in much tribulation with joy in the spirit, that they turned to God from idols, that they served the living and true God. He was grateful for their patience and faith as they endured persecution and tribulations, that they are counted worthy to suffer for the kingdom of God. Not an easy place to be, but if you think back at some of, probably some of your trying times, I know myself, if I think back at moments where I felt were set back, at that time I didn't see the struggle. I only saw the struggle. I didn't see what came out of it. Looking back, I... I'm actually grateful for some of the struggles that I went through because it I came out stronger and at many times with a different mindset and course corrected some of the errors that led to to certain obstacles in my life. So where would you rate yourself again? So one, you operate your life with no appreciation, you default to negative. Two, 
You have begun to be conscious of what you are grateful for. Maybe have a gratitude journal that you have begun the habit of writing things down. Three, you not only feel grateful for what you have, but express gratitude for what you know is coming. You are already thanking God for the fruits to come. Or four, you're being grateful during hard times, the suffering. Wherever you rated yourself, commit yourself today to move up a level or two, or maybe stay more consistent at a higher level. 2020 was a difficult year and 2021 hasn't started off much better. But even in the difficult, we can find reasons to be grateful. Let me share with you some reasons that I found to be grateful for in 2020, when my husband lost his job and I was laid off for a few months during the start of the pandemic. One, it gave me much more time for studying the word and I actually started uh, buying, in, delving deeper into what, what my faith meant. Instead, reading the Bible always is the base, the core, important, but I was delving deeper into other denominations so I could learn more and gain a better understanding. Um, I was introduced to apologetics. I was I started listening to different podcasts, reading different books, just to gain a more solid understanding. I started exercising. I had stopped exercising for many years. And while I was let, let, laid off, I decided to change my diet. So I cut gluten from my diet, which made a huge difference because I was gluten resistant for sure. I went from being bloated all the time to rarely being, being bloated and started a workout regime of five days a week, which I've maintained to this day. So it's gonna be almost a year. In uh, in April, it's gonna be a year. And I, I still gratefully um, kept it up. One of the simple things, so my son Wyatt, my youngest son, he when he wakes up, he loves calling us, saying my name, mom, mommy, or just making noise, he loves, I think it makes him feel loved to have us come to his room and wish him good morning. When I was working, so before I was laid off, I would always rush. I'd go to see him, hug him, kiss him, good morning, what do you want for breakfast? And then kind of like rush off. When I was off, I spent time just sitting by his bed, talking to him, wishing him a good morning, asking him how he slept. I had no rush and just savored that time that precious time that I had with my son that my son calls wakes up and wants to see his his mom and one of the biggest things I'm grateful for is my two sons so they're four years apart one is 16 one is 12 and that's kind of a year where they have their differences and you know the oldest tended to only want to be talk to his friends um, they would rarely play, spend time together, but they, throughout the four, five, yeah, five months that they didn't go to school, so school finished um, earlier in 2020, maybe March, and they only went back in uh, April, they only went back in September, they bonded, and that bonding still stays strong today, so that I am super grateful for, and though... I wish the ability to be able to hug my mom, my dad, who I'm very careful for because I'm still working. I travel sometimes for work. My mom and dad are in the 
area of, of you know, my, my dad's 81, my mom is 76. Uh, they both have health problems, so I definitely, I am very careful about being around them. Um, even now, I social distance, speak to them from outside their house. But my five siblings, my 11 nephews, my one niece, even though I wish I can hug them again and show that love and affection through just, you know, simple holding hands, a hug. I realize I am blessed to have a husband and two sons that I can hug every day. So the gratitude, the gratefulness to be able to hug and be hugged, a simple thing, but not many people can share. Let's start a gratitude circle today. Share in my Facebook group what you are grateful for today. Let's start building that habit of gratitude. And wherever you rated yourself, share it out. And let me know what what actions you will take to try to move up a level or stay more consistent. Thank you for listening. I am truly grateful for every listener that chooses to take the time to listen to this podcast. I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe Or if you do like this podcast, a five-star review could make a huge difference in getting this podcast known for more people. Thank you so much and look forward to my next, to sharing more insights on my next episode of Two Pillars Podcast.